By the end of this episode, you will most likely learn how to make life-changing money. $15 million to be precise. The Zambada Garcia faction of the Sinaloa cartel has long been led by Ismael Mario Zambada Garcia, alias El Mayo. Mr. Garcia is exceptional in that, despite being a significant international career criminal for his entire adult life, he has never spent a day in prison. He is without a doubt the senior leader of the Sinaloa cartel, following the capture, extradition, conviction, and final sentencing of fellow group leader Joaquin El Chapo Guzman in 2019. As a key member of the Amado Carrillo Fuentes organization, also known as the Juarez Cartel, and a significant coordinator for various Mexican narco organizations at the time, he rose to prominence in the 90s. Originally a farmer from the western state of Sinaloa, El Mayo started working with the Juarez Cartel in the 80s. He founded his own narco operations organization, which he later incorporated into the Sinaloa Cartel, unofficially known as the Zambada Garcia faction. This was around the time of Juarez Cartel's billionaire leader, Amado Carrillo Fuentes' demise. El Mayo has sought to increase his roots through the northwest Mexican states of Sonora and Baja California as a result of the Tijuana Cartel's slow demise. This caused and still causes regular pockets of violence and narco shenanigans in the region. Mr. Garcia rose to prominence as one of Mexico's most powerful narco-logistics operatives in the late 90s, with the ability to move multiple tons of snow, weed, and brown sugar. He currently works mostly in the states of Sinaloa and Nayarit, but also has an impact on Cancun, Nuevo Leon, and a significant portion of Mexico's Pacific coast. These are areas where he has direct managerial oversight. Being a native of Sinaloa, he is thought to run his operations out of the mountainous regions of Sinaloa, Durango, and Chihuahua, known as the Golden Triangle of Narco Production in Mexico. The Golden Triangle is the remote and mountainous area in northern Mexico, where the borders of the three states of Sinaloa, Durango, and Chihuahua meet. For decades, narco organizations have used the area to grow weed and opium poppies because much of the region is difficult to access and has little police or military presence. This region has been a long-time stronghold of the Sinaloa cartel. The organization has had direct operational representation in almost every major city in the Western Hemisphere and is said to have influence over much of Mexico. This includes business, money, government and law enforcement. These folks have their fingers in pretty much every pie that is worth anything in Mexico. The Sinaloa cartel, however, has global operations and strongholds as far as Europe, Australia, Asia, and parts of West Africa. This is obviously inclusive of their strongholds in North and South America. These far-off operations are managed by proxies and representatives of the organization. The Sinaloa organization obtains many tons of snow from Colombian suppliers via maritime operations. They then transport the inventory to the border between the United States and Mexico using an assortment of carefully disguised, repurposed or customized vehicles. The product is then taken to distribution cells in Mexico and the United States, including significant distribution agents in Arizona, California, Chicago, Miami, and New York. Just as other significant crime organizations, the Sinaloa organization relies on constant money transfer and circulation to transport narco inventory across the border between Mexico and the United States. Mayo has made investments in several Mexican companies. He is the owner of a major milk enterprise, a bus company, hotels, vast real estate holdings, among others. These are managed and operated by his close family members and trusted associates. 
the Sinaloa cartel is estimated to be collectively worth over $5 billion, and Mayo's personal wealth is estimated to be at least $1 billion. This dude is filthy rich. In recent years, Mayo has suffered the loss of several key members of his inner circle. Authorities have for example arrested his brother, Jesus Zambada Garcia, alias El Rey, who was extradited to the United States in 2012. Then his 28-year-old nephew, Jose Vicente Zambada Reyes who was assassinated in 2015, and two of his sons. The first being, the 47-year-old Jesus Vicente Zambada, alias El Vicentillo, and Ismael Zambada Imperial, alias El Mayito Gordo, who was arrested in 2014. In 2012, Mayo's alleged right-hand operative, Manuel Torres Felix, alias El Ondeado, was eliminated in a shootout with the military. One of Mayo's notable blows came in December 2013, with the arrest of Jose Rodrigo Archiga Gamboa, alias El Chino Antrix in the Netherlands. We have looked at this fascinating individual in one of our previous episodes, please check that out. After Mayo was featured on the front cover of the Mexican investigative news magazine Proceso in 2010, some analysts speculated that he might be retiring or drifting into the background of the organization's operations. This might have been true at the time, considering this was almost 15 years ago, and he for the most part, kept to himself. Nevertheless, Mayo survived a reported violent attack in February 2017, organized by Damaso López Núñez, alias La Licenciado, another top Sinaloa organization leader. Two of Chapo's children were also the targets of the ambush, raising the possibility of a power scuffle within the organization. This was during the wake of Chapo's second major arrest earlier that year and subsequent extradition to the United States. For additional context, Damaso Lopez Nunez, alias Licenciado or the Graduate, was a notable Sinaloa cartel major faction leader. His nickname Licenciado loosely comes from the fact that he is one of the few narco operatives with a college degree. He was a notable government official through the 90s while working for the Sinaloa organization. He was one of the top officials at the Puente Grande Federal Prison in Jalisco, where Chapo escaped from, in 2001. Through his inside help about the prison, Sinaloa cartel operatives, and humongous amounts of money from the Beltran Leva organization, Chapo managed to conduct his infamous prison escape in 2001. The Puente Grande Federal Prison was recently permanently closed, sometime between 2019 and 2021. For a few short months after Chapo's extradition to the United States in 2017, amidst all the conflicts and infighting in the Sinaloa cartel, Damaso Lopez Nunez was briefly believed to be the leader of the organization. This was until his subsequent May 2017 arrest and July 2018 extradition to the United States. Licenciado's son, Damaso Lopez Serrano, alias Mini Licenciado, later turned himself into U.S. authorities in July 2017 for his own safety. The little dude was most probably safer in United States custody than out. This was when Mayo comfortably took control of the Sinaloa organization with no significant insider trouble. Olicenciado's arrest was quite convenient considering the fact that we all know by now that anyone who crosses Mayo usually ends up arrested in Mexico and extradited to the United States. This keeps Mayo at the top of his game and the one narco leader who has never spent a day in prison. Mayo has been charged in a number of indictments over the years, the first of which was filed in the District of Columbia on January 28, 2003. Subsequent indictments were filed in the Northern District of Illinois on August 20, 2009, the Western District of Texas on April 11, 2012, the Southern District of California on July 25, 2014, and the Eastern District of New York on May 11, 2016. All these indictments allege serious infractions of United States narco laws. Mayo has a long history of forming and severing partnerships with other crime syndicates. 
The Sinaloa organization is said to be currently the most powerful crime enterprise as a result of his alliance with Chapo. He has also used his connections in the Mexican government to steadily extend his influence south toward Cancun and north toward the US border, leaving a trail of dead and imprisoned associates in his wake. More lately, as Mexico's criminal scene becomes more fragmented, Mayo is apparently running an operation that includes using careful managerial tactics to bring together rival groups that would otherwise be at risk of being apprehended or assassinated. So basically, he offers them few choices, either to join the Sinaloa Organization Alliance, get squashed in combat, or get arrested by authorities, as it is a known secret that people that cross Mayo usually end up in prison. Mayo was born on January 1, 1948. He has three sons and four daughters, with his wife Rosario Niebla Cardoza. All of his sons and four of his daughters, including Mara Teresa, Medium Patricia, Monica del Rosario, and Modesta, have actively participated in the sale and distribution of narco products and other white-collar crimes related to money cleaning. His sons include Serafine Zambada Ortiz, alias El Serra, Ismael Zambada Imperial, alias El Maito Gordo, and the 47-year-old Jesus Vicente Zambada, alias El Vicentillo, who was arrested on March 19, 2009. Mr. Mayo is elderly, thought to be in poor health, and is reportedly dealing with diabetes. He is currently the last surviving member of the Sinaloa cartel's old guard, and he will probably keep running things as long as he is still able to. For what it's worth, he seems to be a really great leader. Here comes the part where you can make life-changing money. The United States Department of State is offering a massive reward of $15 million for information that results in Mayo's arrest and our conviction. Please get in touch with the American Embassy or consulate that is most convenient for you if you live outside of the country. Get in touch with the DEA or the Homeland Security Investigations Office in your city if you are within the United States. Government officials and employees are not eligible for this gig. This goes without saying, fugitive may be armed and dangerous. Do not attempt to capture this person on your own unless you have balls made of titanium. This will be the easiest $15 million you ever make. Happy hunting. Thanks for being with me in this episode of Narco Personalities. Please leave a sub, thumbs up, clap, comment or review. Your active interaction with the episode goes a long way in getting us adjusted to new audiences and those numbers help keep the lights on around here.